We have a schedule change this week. We're, um, we're playing Monday night, so we push everything back. So, um, you know, Wednesday's Tuesday, Thursday's Wednesday, Friday's Thursday, Saturday's Friday. Got it? That's the plan. We'll, we'll leave. Uh, Tuesday is actually Monday, and Monday just is kind of an extra day. Makes sense? So today really doesn't exist. We're actually not here. You know? <laughs> Welcome back to Ravens Recap. Hope you guys enjoyed our reactions and thoughts on the Ravens' beatdown victory against Houston last Sunday, 41-7. to Now we're looking ahead to the Ravens' next game. It's the Ravens' first game on Monday Night Football this year. And it should be, it's an intriguing one. Ravens are going to travel out west to play the Rams, a team that I don't think anyone really has a good grip on what this team is this year. Obviously, they're a disappointment from last year when they were one of the hottest teams in the regular season, basically one of the hottest teams in all of football until they just completely shit the bed in the Super Bowl. But yeah, Ravens look to go seven straight which would be insane because I don't know if they've ever done that before. But you got to play the game first. So Yeah, we saw a little bit of the Rams-Chicago game last night uh, on Sunday Night Football. And, you know, I, I tell you what, I, I think the the thing that's probably on everyone's mind is is just what what kind of offense do the Rams have this year? I mean, I know, like you said, Peter, coming into to last year, they were one of the hottest teams in football. Goff was playing really well. They had Todd Gurley, who was also a really, really good running back for a couple of years. You know, they had some great receivers. Their offensive line was looking really good, you know, and that carried them all the way to the Super Bowl. But, you know, now ever since that injury that, you know, Gurley had at near the playoffs last year, he hasn't been the same player. Goff is, you know, not – well – I'm not sure anybody thought he was like one of the top tier quarterbacks, you know, last year. But you know, he he's not looking the same as he was. And you know, I know they've had some injuries at receiver as well. I mean, what do you guys think? What, what's what's going on with this offense, Chris? I want to push back a little bit on Gurley and his health. I think he definitely is hurting a bit, right? Like he's not 100, percent but I feel like he's probably 95. percent I think people aren't giving him enough credit for how he's looked this year. And it's really a talk about the offensive line looking really bad. Like they've been not blocking for him at all. And they were doing, you know, zone running plays. That's what they were known for because it's hard to scheme against. And actually yesterday they kind of moved away from the zone blocking schemes and did a little bit more traditional running game and the offensive line looked better. So the question is like, is that a sustainable solution or are people going to be able to scheme against and defend that because the more traditional running game is actually easier to defend than the zone running game, If but maybe a little easier to coordinate? Yeah, you bring up some good points there. I hadn't realized that the Rams had had such turnover on their offensive line before I was doing some of the research before this podcast. But yeah, apparently last year, the Rams had one of the best blocking offensive lines in in the league, or run blocking, I should say. And but they had some turnover over the off season. They lost Roger Saffold, who was their starting left guard, and then they let John Sullivan walk 
um, declined his option. Uh, so you're losing two members of an offensive line right there, and especially for an offense that is relying on these these timing routes to develop with Jared Goff and, and the receivers, like having inconsistency and bad chemistry on along the offensive line is really going to hurt. So I don't think that describes everything or can be contribute to all the struggles this team has been going through this year, but that's probably the start. Yeah, we'll certainly see. It's hard to say now after one game of success for that offensive line, if it'll be a trend. They have a big challenge in the Ravens for sure coming up. Another thing we alluded to is the wide receiver core is completely riddled with injury and other matters. Cooks is out with his concussion. He's had a series and history of concussions and starting to become very threatening towards his health and potentially his career. I wouldn't be surprised if he shut down for a majority of the season. Maybe he comes back for the playoffs at this point, but yeah, Cooks is week to week with his concussion. No word on if he's going to play this week yet, but yeah, it's 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 tough. And then Robert Woods, he's out indefinitely with his personal matters. And as it says in the notes here, like it, indefinite, it could be tomorrow, it could be many weeks from now. Unlike uh, the Miles Garrett indefinite, that's just indefinite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one outside of Robert Woods and probably Sean McVay know what's going on with that guy right now. Hopefully everything's okay. Uh, obviously, real life of these guys is much more important than the final scores that happen under the lights. But, you know, like you said, Cooks is probably not going to be able to go. Woods, we don't know. But if neither of those guys are able to go for the Rams, and they got to go up against our secondary with what's Josh Reynolds and and Tyler Higby. Cooper Cup. Well, yeah, Cooper Cup is still there. Yeah, and he's... He has trailed off a bit from the monster start that he had to begin the year. Part of that has been the injuries. I mean, Cooper Cup is a skilled receiver, but he's not a guy that if he's the guy, the best guy on the field and defense is keying on him, I don't think he's going to do quite as well as when he has Woods and Cook out there to relieve the pressure off of him. So if that's the lineup that the Rams throw out there that's going to be a huge advantage in the Ravens favor yeah admittedly I think on paper I think the Ravens defense matches up a lot better against the depleted Rams offense than vice versa I will say I'm um, you know the the defense for the Rams definitely has a lot more star power at least on paper with guys like Aaron Donald now Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. on this team our boy Eric Weddle you know, even though he's not the same player as he was, you know, at the beginning of his tenure with the Ravens, you know, he's still a, a pretty good player. You know, you have to think uh, X Factor Kenny Young. <laughs> uh, X Factor is maybe overselling it a little bit. <laughs> he he only had one snap last week, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it for much. There can only be one X Factor. Very true. That's right. Did we ever talk about that on the pod? I think we may have. I think yeah. we have, but. It, it's, it's worth bringing up. Yeah, it's worth bringing up. It's sort of embarrassing. Alec and I had this thing. So what was that? Uh, 2016, I think, was Prashad Perriman's second year. That was like the one year that he showed any sort of promise. He was just completely killing it on those drag routes underneath and caught a couple touchdowns that year. And I believe we went to one or two games. At any time, Prashad Perriman would catch a pass. Alec and I would yell and scream, X-Factor! 
Yep. <laughs> we thought it was we thought he was our guy, but yeah, no, that success was uh extremely short lived and uh yeah, now we don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not the X Factor. No. In fact, that was my fantasy football team name last year was uh, R.I.P. X Factor because we had uh, let go Brashad at the beginning of the season. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, anyway, we should talk about some X Factors on the uh, on the Rams defense. I think we need to talk about how they match up against our O. Yeah. So one of the interesting matchups I wrote down was Eric Weddle versus Lamar Jackson. So Weddle, as we remember, you know. Guys had a great career with the Chargers and with his first couple years in Baltimore. But physically, he's not the player that he used to be. But what he's still got and what he was so valuable for last year was that high football IQ and really knowing how to line guys up. And it was a really good film study from what we've heard. And just like Earl Thomas had all that those practices against Russell Wilson and Marcus Peters had that all those matchups well, against the Seattle when he was playing with the Rams, you know, Weddle was practicing against Lamar last year. He, he knows what Lamar's ten, some of Lamar's tendencies, obviously Lamar's had a lot of growth since last year, but it'll be interesting to see if, if some of that inside knowledge that Weddle has will slow down Lamar. If he'll have to, with the Ravens, will have to try some different things that we haven't seen yet to throw, throw that off. Because we saw how that works for uh, for Seattle, not too well. <laughs> I don't think it's going to account for much. Maybe he'll get one good read and a pick on him, but other than that, I don't see. Unfortunately, I think the athleticism of the Ravens' offense is what really sets them apart. And I'm not just talking about Lamar. I was thinking about this today, and I know we've alluded to it, but just like to better articulate. It's really interesting. Like, you know, they traded for a guy like Ramsey. Oh, we're going to shut down your number one wide receiver. Well, whatever. Fine. Shut down Hollywood Brown. Like, <laughs> see if we care. Because we got three tight ends and you're not going to know what to do with them. Like, <laughs> and we got a quarterback that's one of the best rushers in the league. He has an abnormally high level of missed tackles compared to any other uh, running back in the league. You know, he's <laughs> he's really doing something there. And... Yeah, I just think it's one of those things where our offense, you can't really match up against them because no one's really built to do that. Yeah, that is the advantage of running an offense. It's just so countercultural to what's going on right now. I was, do still think, though, another interesting matchup to watch will be just Aaron Donald against this offensive line because, I mean, yep. he is one of the top five best defensive players in the game right now. I mean probably even top three like that guy is just a game wrecker i'm watching him right now it's some film in the with the rams game against the steelers i'm seeing three literally on this play i'm watching three steelers offensive linemen trying to contain this guy and he's still pushing his way to the quarterback he's going to be keeping the o-line's hands full all night yeah i i think that's honestly the the biggest thing i look for this game is how can we contain aaron donald you know, he's just an absolute game wrecker, man. I mean, if, you know, if he starts strong and starts to blow up some of our inside outside runs, who knows? I mean, that could completely change the game plan, uh, you know, of what we're going to be able to do. And, you know, with uh, a team like the Ravens, which does a great job at 
uh, scoring points on their opening possession and you know getting ahead early and kind of dictating the flow of the game to have a guy like Donald on the other side to who can completely wreck that <laughs> in a couple of plays is uh, is pretty worrying. So, you know, especially for, you know, a team, even though our offensive line is playing very well this year with a lot of good individual performances, I mean, we know that that, you know, inside of the line with Bozeman and, you know, it's Skur has had a good year, but, you know, he is a little bit undersized. And so I worry a little bit with how those guys match up against Donald. So it'll be interesting to see what we're going to do here. I expect to see, you know, Boyle and Ricard blocking a lot on the inside, you know, if I had to guess. Donald is anchoring a very stout rush defense for this Rams team. For as much as been talked about the struggles of the Rams offense, the defense has actually been pretty above average for them this year. I mean, passing defense, they're middle of the pack, 15th in the league. Rushing defense, though, they're fifth. That's going to be another challenge for this Ravens offense. But, you know, Houston coming into that game on Sunday – they were pretty high ranked as well, and we knocked them down a couple pegs. So, the Ravens' rush offense is just asking these, you know, daring these teams to stop them, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, honestly, it's one of those things where, like, just based on what we've seen from the Ravens so far, you know, playing so well as they have in the past month, past couple of weeks, it's like, you know, I mean, we could easily, very easily just get cocky and be like, oh, we're going to run over anybody, like, you know, and end the pod right there. But, like, that's just not an interesting pod. You gotta talk about the matchups a little bit, you know. And you got you can't you can't discount any team, right? I mean, you know, those guys know that. That's you know, we talked about it last episode that Harbs is keeping this team laser focused. You can't get too high on yourself and think that like, oh, you're the best ever and just discount anybody. You can't do that. Especially with a guy like Aaron Donald and, you know, all these star players, Fowler, Matthews, all these awesome guys, you know, on the team, you gotta account for him. Because, you know, a couple wrong plays here or there can completely dictate the flow of the game. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. So, got to talk about it. Marcus Peters. You know, they got Eric Weddle. We have Marcus Peters. I'm really curious to see how him and Jared Goff battle it out. I like our chances. (laughs) I do too, man. The one thing about Weddle, I got to give him, like, super props for it. He, I mean, he still loves Baltimore. Man, I mean, I, be- I believe, you know, when the when the Ravens were poking around seeing, like, you know, hey, like, what's up with this guy? I, you know, Weddle was like, yeah, this guy's this guy's good. Like, you know, I love Marcus Peters. MP Juice, man, he's my dude, right? I mean, kind of gave him a good word there. You know, the Ravens were able to pick him up, and, I mean, he's just been fantastic for us. And, you know, even seeing on Twitter, man, just, you know, Weddle just repping the Ravens when he's not playing, you know, just showing some love for the organization, what a guy, you know, just an awesome dude. Kind of miss him a little bit, although, you know, we're playing pretty good right now with who we got, but still still miss that man and his uh, post-victory ice creams. He also posts on Twitter all the time. <laughs> yep. But yeah, back to your point, Alec, though, Marcus Peters, I, I think he's going to match up well. I mean, we already just talked about some of the injuries that those guys have had. I mean, I don't know who we're going to put on Cooper, whether we're going to follow Marlon around the whole game or whether we pass them off between him and Peters. But I, I imagine Peters to have, you know, one or two kind of big plays. I don't know whether that's going to be a pick or some sort of turnover or something, but you know, I, I feel pretty good with, uh, you know, with having him over, 
you know, over, over Ramsey, to be honest. Me too. I think one of the things we can take away from the Houston game is it looks like we're starting to really trust Marcus Peters and him and Humphrey were kind of cycling on DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm inclined to think that we'll probably do the same with Cooper Cup, particularly because he's not quite the same threat as DeAndre Hopkins. And I also will say there might not be many opportunities for Peters to make a play because if you watch that game against the Bears, they seem scared to pass the ball. Absolutely scared. I think Golf only had seven passing attempts in the first half, which is kind of ridiculous. They were all about trying to establish the run. So I don't know. We might see more of that next week and not see much of the passing game. But I don't think that will work out well for him because even though Pierce might still miss another game, he uh, has been spelled pretty well, at least for one game, by Ellis and Pecco. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what game plan they run. I mean, golf just hasn't gotten it going this year. In past two years, 2017, he had 28 touchdowns, just seven picks. Last year, 32-12. to 12. This year, through 10 games, he's got... 11 touchdowns, so he's well below pace for uh, his average over the past two years, as well as already 10 interceptions. Oh, yeah. That's That's horrendous. That's not good at all. Yeah, his completion percentage is down pretty good as well. Um, Between 2018 and 2017, he averaged uh, 63% completion percentage, um, almost 65% last year. He's down to 60.3% right now, averaging 7.5 per pass compared to 8.2 8.2 the past two years. Yeah, it just all across the board, even to go along with six fumbles, which is, you know, he had nine all, nine all of last year. So, and in spite of all this, you know, we're talking about how this defense is, is good, but not great for the Rams and how the offense is way below pace on what they were last year. Aside for two blowout losses against Tampa Bay of all teams and, uh, the 49ers, they've been in pretty much every game they've played. They started off the year with three wins against Carolina, the Saints, and the Browns. Then they got crushed by Tampa, but almost beat Seattle. Only lost by one point before getting crushed by Niners. And then, you know, after that, they've gone 3-1 and one over their past four games. I mean, Falcons, Bengals, and Bears isn't exactly collecting wins against Seahawks, Patriots, and Texans, but, you know still wins or wins and even in a sloppy game against Pittsburgh they still almost came out of that game with a victory so that's what I think still makes this team so intriguing is like on paper you look at these guys and you're like honestly this should be an easy win for the Ravens just looking at the matchups aside from the Aaron Donald one as we talked about but I think McVay is still a better coach than what this this team's record looks like right now and maybe we get another blowout I don't think so I think this is going to be a close game especially with the Ravens having to go all the way across the country and yeah we'll see yeah I agree with you there I think that's probably the biggest thing uh, right now is just having to fly out to the west coast and adjust with that and you know I mean we're going to lose a little bit of time here or there so you know plus I mean you know the fact being a Monday night you know, it's a, it's it's a night game already, so schedule is going to be a little bit off, uh, at least for our guys. And 
we'll see. I mean, you know, in, in the past before, I mean, these kind of things have really kind of hurt the team. We've, you know, had very big wins and then we, you know, come back and, you know, go to a different coast or, you know, play a, a little bit of an off schedule and that game we come out flat. But, you know, as we've seen from this team so far, at least this year, you know, we haven't had that yet. So if we're just going on the, the, the Ravens that we know, like the history uh, of this team, you know, it, it could be you know, it could be anything. But if we just consider the team this year, you know, why shouldn't it be a victory? That and, you know, everything you said, Peter, with, you know, with the team the Rams have, it's it's really hard to... I think predict the outcome of this game. There, there's just there's too many variables. <laughs> so we always know special teams can have a huge impact on the game. Special teams hasn't had that big of an impact these past couple of weeks for the Ravens with the the margin of victory they've had. But uh, this is an interesting matchup. You got two of the of the best kickers in the league in this one. Obviously Tucker on the Ravens side and Legatron Greg. Swirlin, I believe that's how you say that. Zorlin? I don't know. Zorline. Something like that. Yeah, so you got a good kicking matchup this week. And then an intri- you got two of the more intriguing punters in the league with both Sam Cook and Johnny Hecker. Both those players, you know, have been known or have done trick punt plays in the past with passing or rushes. So That'll be interesting to see if if both sides bring that out of the playbook in this game. We'll see if they even have to punt. <laughs> That's true. Cooks, Cooks uh, he's on pace weeks for here. a career low in punts this year. I'm sure there'll be a punt or two. All right, time for our bold predictions. We got none of them correct for the third week running, guys. Pretty abysmal performance. Like I mentioned last episode, DeAndre Hopkins had three catches in the first series, let alone the whole game. Willie Sneed. Didn't get much action at all during the Houston Texans and Chris's. He probably was the closest, but that breakaway run by Carlos Hyde messed it all up. The Texans did rush for over 100 yards, and we did not see his prediction come true with under 80 yards. So again, three weeks in a row with none of them being correct. You know, the bold predictions are harder as the season goes on because like in the beginning of the year, since nothing's happened like you can say whatever and like something we think is going to happen is technically bold because it hasn't happened yet but yeah you can't say lamar rushes for three touchdowns is a bold prediction anymore because like yeah that could happen (laughs) so (laughs) yeah he's done it so (laughs) i get what you're saying but i feel like that's still a decent bold prediction because he hasn't done every game and like that's hard to do that is true true. so like because my bold prediction it's been done before but i think it's worth saying and if you guys want me to ramp it up, I will. So maybe maybe I shouldn't have said that because then you'll be like, yeah, amp it up, Alec. You need to make it harder. <laughs> but I'll leave that up to you guys. I think that we've seen some improvement from the defense. I would uh, I'd like to think that we, you know, teams usually travel well uh, with a good defense. So I think that the uh, Ravens will hold the Rams, I'm going to say under 250 total yards. Is, is that uh is that acceptable? So it looks like they're averaging three sixty six yards per game. I think that's plenty bold. I'll give you it in a heartbeat, Peter. So for me, my bold prediction. I'm gonna dial my bold predictions back a little this week. Although this is still pretty bold, I think, considering 
it's been, you know, Jared Goff has struggled a bit. One week since you look at me. And what are you saying? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Alec was thinking of the, the bare naked ladies. Okay. <laughs> He's like, it's been one week since you look at me. <laughs> gotcha. So my bold prediction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know. I'll cut it out. I don't I don't know how bold you guys want to say this is, but you know, the Ravens defense has been ramping it up uh ever since that game against Pittsburgh. Jared Goff has struggled this year and he's gonna have some of his it's possible that he has some of his top targets not even playing in this game. He's only done this once this year, but I'm gonna say the Ravens get three picks off Jared Goff on Monday night. Ooh. So like I said, guys, my bold prediction has happened before, but I was gonna say MP Juice. He knows you golf. Be scared. He's going to get a pick six. It's MP Juice Man. You got to have the man at the end. MP Juice Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marcus. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, how many players are going to have, like, two pick sixes in a game? I like. Uh, I think that's too bold. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with one. Yeah, so K-Fish and I were talking about it, and correspond K-Fish wanted me to say that uh, MP Juice Man alone would outscore their whole team. And I was like, that means two pick sixes. He's like, be bold. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know about oh, all that. Man. <laughs> Did Ed Reed ever even have two pick sixes in a game? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was about to say, like, I'd be willing to say two picks and one of them for a touchdown, but like <laughs> two pick sixes, uh, no, sir. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's kind of legendary. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I think one's fine. Imagine, imagine correspondent. K fish when he listens to this portion of the pod. <sighs> Such a trash man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have his bold oh, predictions man. in the extra column here, and then none of them are going to be right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely looking forward to this game. I wish we could uh, travel out there, man. One day, if we guys get enough Patreon subscriptions and, and listeners, maybe we'll be able to travel to all the games. Yeah. That'd be wild, but uh, we're not there yet. Not even close. <laughs> I was out there last month. Lily walked right by the the USC stadium, but the NFL schedule did not time with with that. So, all right, moving along to our score predictions. Last week I won, returned my reign with my forty two to twenty eight prediction. The Ravens did impress us with a a really high scoring game more than we expected. So, pretty awesome. Gotta love it. All right, so since you you won, you get to start. Oh, I get to start. No problem. So here's my thought. We're traveling to the West Coast. We're not on the home field. I decreased the amount of sco- points the Ravens have been scoring lately. Okay? Turn that down a little bit. Sure. Then you look at the last few games and how the teams have scored against us. I think we got a little lucky against Houston. We talked about some of the missed calls. You ramp it up a little bit. I'm saying 31-13 Ravens. I think it's still going to be a pretty... Deciding game, another statement, stacking statements, as Harb said in the locker room. I don't think it's over, guys. All right, make sure you unbold that because, you know, it hasn't come true yet. <laughs> Wait a second, you're mad. Sorry, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do that intentionally. I'm sorry. No, I know, I know. Peter, what about you? Oh, man. Gosh. I should, I should just pick 27 to 24 for every game and eventually I'll hit again. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what Alex said. The Ravens did get lucky in that game. You know, Texans went for on fourth down when they could have taken a field goal in one of those possessions. 
that was definitely PI against Humphrey. They should have Texans should have had the ball on the one. So I, as much as the Rams are struggling, I don't think this is going to be a shutout. Got to give them respect for the home field. I'm going to go similar to Alec, but I'm going to give the Rams a little more points. I'm going to say 31 to 23 Ravens. All right. All right. So respectfully, I agree with all you guys. Wouldn't bet against any of you, but this Ravens team has really surprised me just throughout the year of like how well they've been doing. I'm going to keep it rolling. I think they're still going to score. You know, it. <laughs> well, I think they're going to score more than 31 points. <laughs> what a year it's been. <laughs> You're like, you guys are really underselling them. 31 points is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. I, you know, 31 points was that four, four touchdowns, a field goal. <sighs> honestly, like, honestly, like, Man, I, I don't know. I feel like I could see them put up 40 again. I, it's just, this offense is just so good. But, like, I don't know. I'll say, let's see. We go, let's go 38. So that's five touchdowns and a field goal. I say the Ravens can put up that much. For the Rams, I'll say 16. That'd be three field goals and a touchdown for them. So 38-16 Ravens. I like that a lot, Chris. I think that's a winner play right there. Because looking at how this is going, it's usually the person who picks higher that uh, ends up winning. So, absolutely, man. I think that's a smart move. Oh man, you're well, well, uh, kind of. It looks like the first, the, the first, yeah, the first couple of weeks. I think we you were sold them a little bit and you lost those. And, but uh, yeah, recently, <laughs> recently, I think you're right. Well, it's one of those things where, like, I think they're really starting to put it all together, you know. So, we'll see. I love it, though. You look back on it. We only have a couple times that we picked against the Ravens. They've been doing incredible this year. I've been saying it. What a great year to start this podcast. Love doing it every week with you guys. A lot of fun. And uh, if it's a special year, we can't ever stop. Because that's my understanding is uh, us starting a podcast is what uh, leads to great success. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely just don't break that to any other fan bases <laughs> <laughs> just have three guys who've watched the games all their life start talking to one another every week and everything will go the right way <laughs> they'll hype you up they'll make a twitter account <laughs> they'll talk way more than ever just about the ravens it's great stuff <laughs> all right with that guys we're gonna wrap up this uh prediction episode of ravens recap enjoy the rest of your week ravens nation hope you're excited for the game make special plans for monday night and we'll be back to talk about what happened in the game make sure to let everyone know that you're enjoying listening to ravens recap tell a friend have us get more subscribers and itunes and google podcasts and all the like mentioned it earlier you know patreon is an option patreon.com slash ravens recap it's a great way to support our podcast and make it more than just a little hobby for us guys and you can reach out to us at feedback at ravensrecap.com on email or reach out to us on Twitter, ravens underscore recap. We're posting a lot of fun stuff, memes, outtakes during the game and whatnot. It's a, it's a good follow. Definitely add it to your Ravens timeline. With that, we'll catch you next week. have a great offense. And I think we're just 
you know, on page. We're on schedule with it, and we're trying to improve. We're trying to get better, and, um, you know, that's what it's all about. Uh, when I signed here, I wanted to be a part of something special, and I think we have a special team here. So we're just working. We're trying to get better and accomplish special things.